So is Florida State really eyeing an ACC exit? I think it's fair to say they're at least thinking about it. And they'd be wise and they'd be smart to very much think about it because that's the world of college athletics that we find ourselves in right now. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you find us covering the Big 12 Conference. But of course, right now, conference realignment is still an enormous part of the conversation. And the latest shockwave sent across conference realignment was from none other than Florida State. So, and by the way, The Big 12, I'm not saying Florida State wants to be in the Big 12. I'm not saying it's likely to happen. I'm just saying if you're a Big 12 fan, and that's the league that we cover here at Heartland College Sports, this is very much worth watching because you know and I know over the last six to eight months, Brett Yormark has made the impossible possible. So why can't we dream here when it comes to Florida State being in the Big 12 Conference? So here's... Uh, the shockwave that got sent across college football, really college sports, on Friday. It was reported by the Tampa Bay Times, uh, Matt Baker of the Tampa Bay Times reported this, that apparently the Florida State Board of Trustees met on Friday, and the athletic director, Michael Alford, was posed an interesting question. How much would it cost Florida State to leave the ACC? And the answer, according to the university's legal counsel, was that it would cost Florida State somewhere around $120 million to get out of the ACC and the league's current media rights deal. Now, you might say $120 million, that's a big old ticket. But is it really? Is it actually? Because it's not that big of a number when you think about it. Here's what this article goes on to note. Florida State creates about 15% of the revenue for the ACC, but only gets about 7% of a return on that. They get 7% of the revenues, despite the fact that they create 15% of the revenues. That's led to a resource gap. We know that the SEC and the uh, Big Ten are going to, especially with the new media rights deal, shoot ahead of all the other conferences when it comes to TV revenues. So... Florida State's looking at this and saying, okay, at the end of the day, if something's not done, they can't be $30 million behind every year compared to their peers, and their peers are not just Clemson and the ACC. Their peers are Florida, Georgia, Alabama. That's who they view as their peers. So what Florida State is saying to itself and what one trustee asked is, if we make up that $30 million a year between the SEC and the ACC, If they make up $30 million, they break even on that $120 million buyout in about four years. It's not ideal. You don't want to lose $120 million. But when you talk about something over a long-term period of time, when you say to yourself, if I'm going to break even on a massive investment in four years and you can weather the storm in the meantime, that might be worth it to you. So this doesn't just break. News like this doesn't just break by coincidence, right? Clearly, Florida State wants it to be known that it is not happy with its current setup in the ACC. It is not thrilled with the idea of being tens of millions of dollars a year behind their SEC counterparts. And Florida State views itself, I know they're in the ACC, but Florida State, understandably so, views itself as an SEC team. It's a football first school. We know that. They're in basically SEC country, although I would argue 
soon-to-be Big 12 country. Come on in, UCF. Let's have some fun. And they're saying to themselves, gosh, we've got this media deal in the ACC that goes through 2036. That's a ridiculous amount of time. That's almost 15 years. That's a lifetime in college sports. Look at the last 15 years in college sports. 15 years ago, the Big 12 was still sitting there with Nebraska and Colorado and A&M, and look at what's happened since then. So Florida State's saying, is this the conference we want to be in over the next 15 years as this contract with the ACC runs through 2036? That's a smart question for Florida State to ask. Now, everybody's looking at this and saying, Florida State's going to want to get into the SEC. Well, can I just pose this possibility for you? What if, if Florida State is most upset about the idea that they feel like they bring more money to the table than they get in return from the ACC? If that's a sticking point, is it possible that the Big 12 and Brett Yormark, who is being very creative, who is thinking outside the box, says, you know what, if you come to the Big 12, we are willing to negotiate a deal that makes it more attractive for you to be in this league. And on top of that, we are willing to say that you get a slightly larger cut than some of the other teams. Now, you might say that's crazy, that's unfair, but just hold on a second. Let's just talk real life here. Brett Yormark is already talking about, reports are, the possibility of bringing in basketball-only schools to the Big 12. If you are a basketball-only school, you will not make the same amount of money as the football schools because football is the main revenue generator and revenue driver when it comes to these TV deals. It's not basketball. It is football. So already, your mark is exploring the idea of having other teams in this league and having the payouts be different. If Gonzaga joins the Big 12, just as a conversation starter here, Gonzaga will not get the same money as Iowa State because Iowa State has the football program and the football is where the bread and butter is, is ultimately handled and made and taken care of. So if Florida State says, you know what, we'll give the Big 12 another footprint in the state of Florida, and if you're the Big 12, you should do everything you can to expand that Florida footprint. It is diehard football country. There's an enormous amount of talent there. You've already got Texas in a good place, the state of Texas in a good place, with a lot of teams, obviously, with you know Tech and Baylor and Houston and TCU. So you've got that in a very good spot. If you can then add in the state of Florida and go into SEC country, just like the SEC did to you, the SEC came into your backyard over 10 years ago. They went after A&M. They got Texas. They got Oklahoma. You've got to go into their territory. And if you can figure out a way to land a big fish like Florida State, you've got to do it. And right now, if you're sitting there and you're listening or you're watching on YouTube, and I hope that you'll subscribe to our YouTube channel, just click that subscribe button down below. We appreciate you doing that. And of course, subscribe to the podcast and share this on Facebook. Um, we're also on Instagram, so we're on all the social media platforms. Follow us there. If you are sitting there as a Kansas State fan, if you're sitting there as an Iowa State fan, if you're sitting there as a TCU Baylor fan, and you're like, Pete, no way, we're not doing this, we're not, we just got rid of Texas, we're not bringing in another team that thinks it's going to run the conference. Uh, let, me, let me pitch this to you here. Join me on this, 
on this conversation for a second. What if, what about the possibility of saying, you know what, Brett Yormark is the alpha male in this conference. Not a team, not a president, not an AD. And as long as Brett Yormark is running this league, I feel good about the possibility of teams coming in, knowing their role, playing by the rules, but also understanding if you are a brand, if you are a team that brings in more monies to the conference, that helps everybody out, this is capitalism at its finest, then why can't they get a slightly larger share as long as you are still getting yours? That's how I'm looking at this. I'm not looking at this as taken away from Kansas State or taken away from Iowa State. I'm just saying if you bring in a Florida State, right, and that allows the entire conference to make more money and that allows, you know, a rising tide to lift all boats, so to speak, why not do it? I understand the concerns if you're a Big 12 fan because you've been through this for the last really almost 30 years since Texas joined the conference. They've wanted to be the alpha. They bullied their way to a Longhorn network. They arguably pushed out the A&Ms of the world, the Missouris of the world, the Nebraskas of the world. They got sick of dealing with Texas. I understand you might want to say, you know what, Pete? No, 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 no. We finally have 12 teams. They're all on the same page. They all want to do this together. Everybody's, you know, moving in the same direction. I get it. But if a team like Florida State is disenfranchised with the ACC and there's a way to make this work for you and your conference, you got to be creative and you have to explore it. Because here's the other thing as well. If they go to the SEC, then you really continue to simply become the third tier conference in the country. If suddenly Florida State says, you know what? Hey, package deal. Let's do this Big 12 thing. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's join Clemson. Let's go to the Big 12. Let's help them in SEC country. They continue to stay the alpha dogs in the conference, but they're in a better conference. Now we're talking. Now suddenly that gap between the SEC and the Big 10 and the Big 12, that shrinks. That gap shrinks. Instead of saying, you know what, it's just going to be the SEC. They'll basically be the NFL minor leagues, and then it's everybody else. If you have a chance to go into their backyard just like they did to you all those years ago, you have to do it and you have to be creative about it. The days of everybody being equal in college sports uh, likely are over in the not-too-distant future. So if that's the case, what's the best way for the Big 12 to do this? What's the best way for the Big 12 to game plan around it? And that's where being creative to me is absolutely fine. Pete Mundo on heartlandcollegesports.com. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for being here on the show. Subscribe on YouTube. we got a ton of video content that is continuing to come your way. So uh, the other big news on this front, before we talk a little Big 12 hoops, the Pac-12 is still in shambles. There are reports about Apple TV emerging as a potential landing spot. If these 10 Pac-12 teams want to stay together, and play on Apple TV, be my guest. If that's something that they find interesting, if that's something they're compelled by, okay, you know what? Go ahead, do it, and enjoy nobody watching you. (laughs) You can't be serious. If you're Oregon, if you're Washington, if you're the Arizona schools, and the Big 12 says, come on board, come join us, and you say, no, we're good, we're going to play on Apple TV, I mean, you are, you are writing and burying yourself. 
you are ending that conference as we know it today. That's what you're doing. And if you want to do that, I mean, I guess more power to you, whatever that even means. But why would you do that? You're not going to get Big 12 money. I don't care what George Klievkov tells you. Has George Klievkov, the Pac-12 commissioner, been right about anything the last eight months? The answer is overwhelmingly no. He hasn't. He hasn't been right about anything over the last 12 months. I don't know why if you're Arizona, if you're Arizona State, if you're Colorado, if you're Utah, you'd still trust the guy. Tell me what he's done for you. Tell me what's been valuable he's brought to the table. He's had the Big 12 and Brett Yormark run circles around him. He doesn't know what he's doing in terms of negotiating a TV deal. Yormark kicked his butt there. Tell me what the guy has done that's been effective. Tell me what he's done that's been, frankly, forthright. He's got his media boys carrying the water out west like Canzano and, and you know Mandel and some of those folks. But they're not leading these universities or their sports departments in a positive direction. I mean, Apple TV Plus has a long way to go when it comes to their product. You know, I watched some of those, I don't know about you, but I watched some of those uh, Friday night MLB games they did last year, and they weren't good. The broadcast stunk. They tried to do too much. It wasn't a lot of familiar names, and it's a pain in the butt to get. You know, here's what I, I was wrong about this when it comes to the Big 12. You know, I was all about, Last summer, the Big 12 saying, forget ESPN, get out of bed with ESPN. Let's all move on. ESPN arguably tried to destroy the Big 12. Why are we going to do business with them? But your mark stayed in business with ESPN and Fox. And I get it. I was being emotional about it. Your mark, that's why he's running the conference and I'm just a guy doing the show. All right. I mean, what he realized is still today. The way that people are going to watch sports and the way that you get the most eyeballs on your games is through linear cable TV. That's how you do it. You get your game on ESPN. You get your game on ABC. You get your game on Fox, Fox Sports 1, whatever ESPN channel it's on, because that's how the most eyeballs are going to watch your game. If you're the Pac-12 and you're putting on Oregon State and Washington State on Apple TV Plus at 9.30 Central on a Friday night. Have fun with 100,000 people watching that game, if that. If you want to go into obscurity, that's a heck of a way to do it. You will have more people watching Mountain West games at 9.30 on Saturday nights on ESPN than you will having people watch Pac-12 games on Apple TV Plus. That's what's going to happen. Because ESPN's going to have a monster you know, game in prime time at, let's say, 7.30 Eastern. They'll roll that into a 10.30 Eastern game. And if they don't have the Pac-12 rights, they'll just put on a Mountain West game. And that Mountain West game, because it's going to be fed into by a game that millions of people are watching, will probably do a better number than whatever Pac-12 game is on Apple TV+. Plus Because that's how TV works. That's how media works. That's how radio works. I work in radio by day here in Kansas City. You want to have a good lead-in to whatever's next. That helps the following show. That helps the following program if you have a strong lead-in. If you don't have any lead-in, you're starting from scratch. And what Apple TV is for the Pac-12 is a pain in the butt to find the game, and it's starting from scratch. People will have to go out of their way to find it. 
And believe it or not, most people aren't going out of their way to find games. They want it to be easy. The diehard will find it, but that's it. So just from a pure business perspective, this makes zero sense whatsoever for the Pac-12. And if these Pac-12 teams, if you're a Pac-12 fan and you don't see what's happening here, you should be calling your university and saying, get the heck out of this league. If the Big 12s are actually offering a lifeline here, and I'm not saying it definitely is, but it seems pretty obvious your mark is interested, the league is interested. If the Big 12 is offering a lifeline, and you're the Arizona schools, and you're Colorado, and you're Utah, you're Oregon, you're Washington, get on board. And now, if you want me to dream, you want to look at Oregon, Washington, Florida State, Clemson, come on in. The Big 12 is then right in that second position. If you add those four teams with the Big 10, if the Big 12 were to figure out a way to do Oregon and Washington packaged with Florida State and Clemson, suddenly you've got yourself a position where you are not the SEC, but you are right behind them with the Big 10. That's what the Big 12 would be. You'd get yourself the 16 teams, and then you've got a clear power three. The Pac-12 would essentially be dead. It'd be the Mountain West light. And the ACC would also be basically a basketball conference at that point. That would be phenomenal. I'm not predicting it. I'm not suggesting it's happening. But a guy can dream, right? A guy can dream. And that's what it's all about here at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, at least in part. I'm Pete Mundo. It's good to be with you as we uh, roll through another show. So uh, the Big 12, uh, basketball. My goodness, what a Saturday. You had TCU taking down Texas Tech. Uh, Jeez. I mean, are we? Are we going to get 10 teams into the NCAA tournament? I don't think so. But at least seven, possibly nine is how I this out. So TCU survives Texas Tech with a last-second free throw. Oklahoma upsets top 25 team Iowa State. So the Sooners suddenly are like, hey, why not us? Kansas State goes to Stillwater, gets a win. Baylor beats Texas, and um, Kansas hangs on against West Virginia. What a game, what a day all around for Big 12 basketball. So the latest Joe Lenardi numbers. I mean, this is just watching Joe Lenardi try to figure out what's happening with the Big 12 is wild. Oklahoma's not in right now. We, we know that. Oklahoma's not in. But you look at this, and Joe Lenardi has three Big 12 teams on the bubble. Here's what he's got. He's got West Virginia as one of the last four buys. He's got Oklahoma State as one of the last four in, but the pokes are trending in the wrong direction. And Texas Tech finds itself as one of the next four out. That's where Texas Tech is right now. Had they beaten TCU on Saturday, uh, they're probably suddenly one of the last four in. But right now, the one of the next four out if you look at this thing right now. So this league is going down to the wire. It it could end up with the Big 12 tournament deciding whether it's seven teams or nine teams in and what exactly that looks like. That's how good this conference is and also how unpredictable this conference is, right? I mean, when you're looking at these games, do you feel like you can predict them with ease? Because I can't. Now, Kansas appears to be in in the driver's seat for the regular season title. That's the other thing that we know. Kansas is right now 12-4 and four in the league, and uh, Texas is a game back after losing to Baylor, and then K-State and Baylor are both two games back. So it's, and you got to hand it to Bill Self. I know, I know, I know. 
We have a lot of folks around the league listening, and you're going to say, I don't want to hear somebody wax poetic about Bill Self. This guy and this team lost three straight Big 12 games early in the season in January, right? And people were saying, oh, boy, Kansas has fallen apart. Kansas is not last year's team. Kansas is overrated. Since then, they have lost one game at Iowa State where they looked really bad. That's it. This team won a national title last year. They lost a ton of pieces from last year's national title. We all know those names by now, right? So we're sitting here, whether it's Brown, I mean, Remy Martin, McCormick, lost all those guys. And this team, in what has been the toughest year for the Big 12, maybe ever, this guy is headed towards another Big 12 regular season title. I mean, that's, that is darn impressive for Bill Self. It's a testament to the coaching job that he has done this year with a group of younger, I know that they've got veteran guys in that lineup, Jalen Wilson leading the way, but still, Grady Dick is, is like, you know, a top two threat for him as a true freshman, and he has still built this team into the team that can reach a Final Four, win a national championship, and, you know, is about to win the league in what has been the hardest year for the Big 12 possibly ever. That's darn impressive. So Kansas clearly on pace to win this conference just based on you know what happened on Saturday. And now you're going in to the final week of the regular season. And you look at this and you say to yourself, okay, on Monday you've got Baylor, Oklahoma State. Uh, the Pokes would love to have that game and get that win at home just to solidify their NCAA tournament. If, if Oklahoma State wins that game, uh, there's no more of this like last four out, first four buys. They're in. They're in. No doubt about it. West Virginia goes to Iowa State. The Mountaineers have struggled on the road, but boy, do they need that kind of a win to also solidify themselves in the tournament. Tuesday, Texas Tech is still saying, don't forget about us. If Tech goes to Lawrence on Tuesday night and pulls off a win, my goodness, that's also a game changer for them. And then Oklahoma's at Kansas State on Wednesday. If the Sooners are serious about trying to make this thing just absolutely crazy come Big 12 tournament time in Kansas City the next week, they pull up, and up uh, off an upset, I mean, heads are going to explode. And then Texas TCU is just not as interesting, even though it's a top 25 matchup. Here's the hilarious part about the Big 12. Top 25 matchups this week have no interest. <laughs> they just don't. Because the league's trying to get nine or ten teams into the NCAA tournament, and this week is going to go a big, a long way to determining whether or not that happens. It, it is a great time to be a Big 12 basketball fan, and this week coming up is going to be absolutely wild, no doubt about it. I'm Pete Mundo. Thanks for being here. Share the video. Subscribe on YouTube. The YouTube page is popping because of you guys, so thank you for that. And on the podcast, hey. You want this free Heartland College Sports koozie? How do you get it? You leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. Send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get you all hooked up with one of these in the mail. I send uh, dozens out every single week. So thank you guys for doing that. Also, follow us on Instagram. A ton of content we're pushing on the Instagram page. Just search Heartland College Sports on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm Pete Mundo. You guys have a great week. It's going to be an awesome week for Big 12 basketball. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.